0: And we are live, so good morning. Happy Saturday to everyone out there. Uh, I'm excited as always, I'm always excited on our Saturdays when we get to have our coffee conversation. So I've got an amazing group of ladies joining me today. And today we are gonna talk a little bit about finding and funding your passion. So I wanna welcome you to another episode of coffee of the Coffee with Rhonda show where we are coaches and thought leaders who discuss just the general successes and challenges inherent every day in just being a woman in this belief from time. So before we introduce the rest of our guests and co-hosts, I'm really excited because we all have a cup, so ladies. What's in your cup, <laughs> We all have a cup. We'll share with you what's in our cup in just a little bit. But before we get started, let me just ask for a few quick things. So I want to say, um, tell us your name and where you're watching from. Uh, tell us what's in your cup out there. So type into the comments. But uh, like the video and share it, if you will. And then comment on anything that resonates with you. Remember. We want you to be a part of the conversation. If you're watching this video on the replay, be sure to watch on uh, coffeewithrhonda.com, so that way we can make sure that we don't miss your comments and we can respond to to you, um, tag a friend. With all that behind us, my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I am your host for the show. I'm known as the Dream Life Coach. I'm an emotional intelligence strategist and coach and author, um, and I help leaders shift from overwhelmed to overjoyed, from stuck to unstuck, so that they can create and live a life that they love. So I'm also the founder of the Dream Life by Design Mastermind group. We just finished our mastermind call, so I'm always a little bit extra amped up after that, um, where we help you create and transition uh, to a joyful way of living and a life you love. So if you're interested in learning more information, you can visit Manifest.com. Mydreams.com. click the join button, and I'll reach out for more information. That's enough about me. I'm super excited, and I want to be able to get to and introduce our amazing panel for today that is joining us. So I want to start first uh, with our co-host, uh, Roz. We're going to start with you this morning. Hey, say hello to the people. Hello, and I have my cup. I have green tea and honey and lemon in my yeah. cup. Yum, I love it, love it, love it. Well, welcome this morning, Roz. We're so happy to have you.
1: Oh, I, I forgot to say, what, what I do? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the CEO and owner of Vexenville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized service to your loved one. Sitter, homemaking companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all,
0: give we us a call. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wonderful. Thanks, Roz Murray.
2: My name is Mireille, I'm based in Perth, Australia. I'm always very excited to be here and uh, I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Empty Energy Resources, which is an oil and gas company and I'm also the founder of Mireille Tulekima Global Leadership Organization, an organization which makes sure people uh, step into their greatness and deliver and become the best that they can be and deliver amazing results so i'm really happy to be here again today
0: wonderful and i saw you had a cup, right what's in your cup oh i have some uh, iced tea and it's rose tea so cool Mm -hmm. rose tea (laughs) wonderful thank you so much and i am very excited to have our (laughs) next panelist introduce herself i so want to welcome you to the show dr nashisha wright high five welcome to the show introduce yourself
3: Thank you so much. I'm Dr. Letitia Wright. I am America's crowdfunding strategist and the host of the Right Place television show. I specialize in helping women fund their businesses using crowdfunding strategies. So it's a great way to either bring in uh, Investors, or to pre-sell your products. And uh, it's so funny. I had someone write me a note and said, are you still doing GoFundMe? And I'm like, honey, I don't do GoFundMe, but I do help you fund your business. So uh, (laughs) I'll go more into uh, what that really means. But uh, I teach all over the world about crowdfunding and how to raise money for businesses. Uh, Crowdfunding has helped people raise $289 billion. So that is not GoFundMe. Wow. wow. So Amazing. It's a, it's a big deal. So what's in my cup today is I have a mint plant outside. And so I mm-hmm. p- picked some fresh mint, as you can hear, I'm a little bit voice challenged, but we, we're doing really good. So I'm drinking fresh mint, hot mint tea and uh, stevia. So mm-hmm. I am uh, keeping the sugar level down, but I got some nice, hot, fresh, my own mint tea. And I just bought Treated myself to a new tea set, so I got a little, you know,
2: oh, little thing, little awesome. uh,
3: matching awesome. spoon, and uh, I'm feeling really good. My sister's here this morning, and uh, so awesome. I'm feeling
2: very good.
0: Thank you very much. For well, congratulations time. Start the morning. Whoa. Yes, it's great. I didn't tell you all what was in my cup. Well, first of all, the cup is always important. So my oh, cup today. Wow, you know, I like it, this. this was a gift to me from my lovely sister. I love it. And at the bottom of the cup, as I'm drinking, <coughs> at the end, it says, "I'm not bossy. I am the boss." So good. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's, right. Right. that's awesome. So don't get out there to tell us what's in your cup. We want you to join in, in the conversation. Melvin Hutchinson, big brother. Thanks for tuning in. He says, go, sisters. He's out there. Thanks a lot for joining. Uh, uh, Marcia is out there and she's tagging Akia. Thank you for tagging others. Share the video, tag yeah. others. We want to have a robust conversation with you out there. Uh, Polly is out there. She says, hi, Rod. I think she meant Roz, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And so we're going to get our conversation started this morning. So ladies, I want to start with A conversation about finding your passion, and then I wanna transition to funding your passion. Um, I know in the work that I do in terms of being a coach and um, strategist and helping people to get to creating the life that they love, one of the things that they struggle with often is finding their passion. And so many people have been so used to just heads down, working, 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 that they don't often take the time to think about what is my passion? What is it that, like, if you had, if money was no object and issue and you could do anything that you would want to do, what is that thing that you're passionate about that if you're doing it, it doesn't feel like work, right? It feels natural. It feels wonderful. So uh, so I want to talk a little bit about how do we help people tap in and tune into what their passion is? Yes. So, oops, let me put my little mouthpiece
3: down here. Um, One of the things that I really feel is important about finding your passion is that people have not tried enough things. I'm very fortunate in that the way that I was brought up and the way that I was raised, I was really allowed to try a lot of things. Um, My mother experimented with homeschool when I was a kid, and that was not a thing back then. Now people homeschool uh, people were uh, actually, she and four friends started their own school in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually some of my teachers are online. They might see this. Uh, that I still know them today. And, and that was not a thing back then. Police were threatening them with, hey, you don't have your kids in public school. You could go to jail for this. Mm-hmm. But they had a conviction about how they wanted to educate their children. And so Uh, Being one of the older children, I was the oldest child in that group, I was really allowed to go at my own pace, and I was allowed to explore a lot of different things. So I was allowed to go at a very fast pace, and I was allowed to, to explore a lot of different things, and I got a chance to really figure out what my thing was. So very early, my mom figured out science is my thing, biology is my thing, animals and health is my thing. Like she figured out what my thing was and let me run in it. Wow. A lot of people don't know their passion because they have not experienced enough things. So they get to be 21. And you, you know, if you're 21 and you haven't left your state, if you're 21 and you've never been to a beach or you've never been to a mountain or you've never, you know, like there's a lot of things people have not experienced. When I was 16, I was an exchange student and living in another country. Okay. A lot of girls at 16 were trying to figure out uh, you know, they, they're having babies and trying to figure out what to do with a baby. My biggest problem at 16 was I was pissed because my parents said, since you're going to live in Europe, you cannot have this horse that you have anymore. And I was like, right. oh, like oh, like 16 year olds are, you know, you're self-absorbed. And I was like, how dare they, you know, but they were like, we're not going to take care of your horse. Right. Um, so the thing is, is that you don't know your passion because you haven't experienced enough things. And to come back to that just recently, four years ago, I got asked to teach a class of youth, 13 year olds to high school kids to teach them in a business class. And that's something I hadn't done. I hadn't really paid attention to kids and entrepreneurship. I'd always worked with adults. Okay, and I got into this class and I absolutely fell in love with these kids. I was supposed to be there to teach with two, for two classes. I was there for the entire course, coaching them in pitching and these kids won $8,000 worth of money at the end of their class. Wow. And when the person who invited me, Carlia Oldfather from stand up for kids, when she invited me at the end, she said, Hey, want to do it again? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure do. I, found this brand new passion as an older adult person who's traveled around the world and been there, done that kind of, and found something I hadn't done before. And I absolutely love it. So four years later, I'm still here. I'm still teaching the class. We have a brand new class going on in Anaheim, a brand new group of kids. Um, They're starting to develop their businesses. And I'm telling you, it is the absolute, that I love like I would probably ditch everything else if I could make a full living doing this but you know I I you couldn't have told me because I don't live in Anaheim I don't live in Orange County um, you couldn't have told me that I would be driving 90 minutes to go do this class for these kids twice a week in traffic when i'm my own boss and i can sit right here at home and do all the business i want to do so mostly people don't know their passion because they haven't tried enough
0: things to say okay that's not it okay let me do this that's right. not it that's not it well i think that so a lot of really good points that you raise there but i love the one about not trying enough things because sometimes we get caught on the path and we're going down a track and we just we pick up momentum, right? So we keep rolling down the track. It's kind of like going downhill. You just naturally pick up speed. So you keep rolling. And before you know it, it's 10, 15, 20 years later, you've got the kids, you've got the family, and now you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, wait, my passion? What is my passion? So, so Mariah, let's jump to you. What do you see in terms of how do we help people, women in particular, help them find their passion?
2: But I tend to agree with Letitia because, you know, uh, like you said, we get caught into, you know, especially our generation, you get caught with the rigid education that you got from your parents and then the, the, the education system, which actually have, you know, very few choices for you. So it becomes very difficult. Everything is basically set up for you to follow a certain path. Right. And uh, so you get to discover your passion very late, you know, when you start to interact with different people. I mean, in my case, because of my job uh, as an engineer, I started to really travel. I visited so many countries, I interacted with so many people. And that's when I realized that I started to really enjoy being with people. Uh, impact and and taking the time to talk to them and empower them where they needed help. Yes. So it's it's a, it's, a, it's a very long process. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, people actually help you to know what you're good at. Yes. And then yes. you, you start to experiment and you just realize, oh, at the end of the day, I like it. And that's something that I would do even if I'm not paid. Yes. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, it's, um, for yourself, trying to experiment different things, but also talking to people, have a feedback from people around you, from people close to you to, uh, to know exactly, you know what they see in you. and then the intersection of all of that, Give you an idea about what you're
0: passionate about. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I love that because I love the part about other people helping you to find your passion because sometimes you don't know. And um, I had this example recently where I was talking with someone and we were talking about, well, you know, what should I do? What career? What kind of business should I? And I think about this person and one thing clearly comes to mind. They are an amazing talker. Like they, mm-hmm. ever since I've known them, they've been talking. It's like you talk Find by yeah. doing what you love. That's what you love to do. You're good at it. You know, you've got this great, big, beautiful personality. Mm-hmm. Use what God gave you. Work with what you got. Right. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Work with what you got. So, Roz, what would what do you say? How do you help people find their passion?
1: I use what someone gave me to help other people find their passion. And my grandmother, you guys have heard me talk about my grandmother. And you know, if I didn't do what she said, you know, you know, my life was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, you know, when my grandmother and mother were coming up, there were only so many opportunities for people. Either you were a teacher, you know, you were uh, you know, a, a school teacher, a nurse, a seamstress, you were cleaning houses, it was limited. And my grandmother's always told me my mother said I want you to have more. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they opened us up to opportunities and experiences. You know, they took us to museums, they took us to hospitals to see how people were nurses, you know, they took us to TV stations and to different places so that we could experience and not be boxed in. And I think a lot of times as all of us have already said Experience a lot of times opens you up to opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, being in different cultures, traveling, you know, I I was able to travel. I can remember traveling as a little girl with my grandmother, you know, when when we used to dress up to travel. So, you know, all those different types of experiences has allowed me now to get into my passion. And I tell people sometimes what you have planned for your life, like I heard Dr. Wright say, is not what God has planned for your life because trust me, I had no plans to be in caregiving. Trust me, trust me, <laughs> trust me, trust me. <laughs> you know,
0: changing, I relate to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Change, yeah, changing diapers, you know, feeding people was not my first calling to fulfill. I was on the road to corporate. I was in TV. I was doing the things that I really, really, really wanted to do. And one experience, one person, changed my life. And and sometimes it only takes one. And now I'm I'm, I'm a caregiver and love it just as much as some of the other stuff I have done in the past, not to say one was greater than the other, but now I know how all of this other stuff led up to where I am right now.
3: And I just, I just wanted to say too, that I have been a certified nurse's aide before I became a physician Mm -hmm. and that, um, that part of my life was very interesting. I knew I didn't want to stay there, but I appreciate that because I worked in a nursing home mm-hmm. and I, I did have to deal with you know patients passing away. and it just gave me a, a respect for people, you know, respect for them at that time in their life. And mm-hmm. that's a very special calling. takes for a little more patience than I actually have. but <laughs> but I've been there. So I know how special you know Roz is that she loves that. And that when you have people at that point in their life, you want someone like Roz taking care of them because the industry has a whole bunch of people that just are about the cash and not about the person. So I'm so glad that you're in
0: the industry. So what is and, the, and like I the see, whole health care thing we got going on here, this whole caregiver connection, right? We got Rob, who's a caregiver. We got me, who's a nurse. We've got yeah. you, who's a doctor. All <laughs> right, Mariah, I know you're a caregiver in there somewhere. I'm a, I'm a
2: caregiver to my children to my grandchildren. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I think that's
2: enough passion for me. <laughs> I wanted to add something because uh, I had an interesting discussion yesterday on on my show with different people who went through trauma and and challenging situation. And they actually discovered a passion through those trauma and through those, you know, uh, uh, um, very difficult situation. One of them was a lady who actually got disfigured completely during an accident. And then she had to go through reconstruction of her face. And then she became passionate about, and then she had a a bad reaction to antibiotics. So she became passionate about research into antibiotics. And and she's been really doing it now uh, full time. And the other one was somebody who went through trauma and now is basically got into mental health and developed some great program to help others. So sometimes it can also be, that drastic, coming from a very difficult event or very difficult challenge as well.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And there's a couple folks out there I want to acknowledge. Stephanie's out there. Hey, Steph, thanks for tuning in. Stephanie said, hey, I hear what you ladies Uh, I hear you ladies saying that it is okay to reinvent ourselves. It's okay to walk away from something that doesn't ignite our passion absolutely at any point in time. And then Sharon's out there and says, great new day. Hey, Sharon, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys watching. Keep your comments and feedback coming because we want to be able to respond to those um, on the show as we're getting into this conversation. And so, you know, we talk a little bit about finding our passion and, Um, And different strategies and different ways that we can go through that process of tuning in and connecting to who we are. I think that's a big part of it. Sometimes uh, we need to just be still um, for a little bit. Get in the habit of moving so quickly. Just be still and and figure out what's really inside of you. Right. What are you thinking and what are you feeling? And then um, and then um, do some talking to folks. What do they see from you when what do they feel from you when they interact with you? But then once you do find your passion, then the question is, okay, now I got my passion. How am I gonna fund my passion? Right? How do I do more <laughs> of what I love? And I always say we want to get you to the point where you're doing and getting more of what you want and less of what you don't, more of what you want and less yeah. of what you don't. So how do you go through the process? Of doing more of what you love. And so, Dr. Letitia, we know that this is your area of expertise. And so help us um, share a little bit about how people can fund their passion. And then Rosa Murray I'm gonna come to you. So, because you all have been funding your passions as well. And so we want to just talk about that broadly. Before we do, David is out there, and David said, Oh, I didn't know you were a nurse. I know, David. Hey, I have a lot of hidden talents that you don't know about, buddy. So Just, you know, I try not to share all my little secrets. So, so, uh, Dr. Leticia, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, funding your passion and how you help people fund their businesses. So
3: first of all, I want to say, it is important to fund the passion. A lot of people are just like, do what you love and the money will come. Well, that that's not true. It's it's not. The money's not going to just float down. You've got to have a serious plan and work the plan for the money to come. The money's not going to magically just show up. We know lots of people who have started nonprofits and they've been funding them out of their pocket Mm -hmm. and they won't do the things that they need to do to shift out of that and into a way to get their nonprofits funded. So there's a couple of ways to to do what you love. Number one, you can create a nonprofit around what you love. And you, uh, as a nonprofit, you cannot just depend on donations. Your nonprofit has to be doing something that can uh, generate some money too. So you have to be thinking of two things. When people only have donation as their way of making money for their nonprofit, they, get into a hole very, very quickly, and then they wind up funding it themselves. So for example, I work with Stand Up For Kids. That is the the nonprofit that I work through that does that works with me to do my program. So yes, they get donations, but for my program, what I'm doing is uh, teaching at-risk youth, uh, at-risk for homelessness youth to have their own business. Now, this is a portion of the at-risk youth, because of course we wanna get them out of homelessness, we wanna get them educated, we wanna get them job trained, but there's a whole group of kids that are not gonna be good employees and they're not gonna go to college because they're entrepreneurs and that's how their mind thinks. And if we don't have something built for them, they're going to be drawn into some negative things. Uh, if a kid is out there selling their body, they're an entrepreneur. If a kid is out there selling drugs, they're an entrepreneur. If a kid is out there gambling or selling candy at school, they're an entrepreneur. And so we wanna take those tendencies and put them into their own business where they can do them on a phone. These days you can have your own business on a phone and, and do the right thing and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm working with a non I also have different ways that I raise money for my program. For example, the next thing that I have coming up is I'm creating a mini book. Any, anybody can do that. The book is full of pictures of the last four years of what we've been doing. And yes, it's an overpriced book. I'm going to be asking you guys, hey, buy my little picture book of my program. It's going to be 35 bucks for this picture book. (laughs) Yes, it's overpriced, but it's to raise money for the program. I have something else that's raising money, not just, hey, will you donate? Will you donate? But now you get to see exactly what some of my work is and what what I've done. Mm -hmm. So nonprofit, create a nonprofit for your passion. The other way is you can use crowdfunding to raise money. There are different types of crowdfunding. This is not personal crowdfunding. I'm talking about business crowdfunding. So you can raise money to pre-sell your products or services. You find out that you love doing something. You love, maybe you made this cup and you love making this cup. On the inside it says, stay positive. You love this cup. Okay, I love this cup. So (laughs) um, you make these cups. Well, instead of making a cup and trying to sell it, hey, Rhonda, will you buy my cup? Hey, Roz, will you buy my cup? Instead of doing that, you can put this cup on the market before you make it. Right. Sell them before you make it. Then gather all the money and then make them. Now you're only making the number of cups that you sold. You don't have a bunch of cups on the shelf that you're trying to sell. Mhm. And you have the money and the profit up front.
0: Okay, so hold on, Dr. Letitia. Let me just stop you for a minute, because you are requiring me to be way too thoughtful right now. So... <laughs> So so you're telling me, I, I need to come up with all this. I need to be all organized. I need to have my plan. But guess what? If I do that, if I set up this plan with intention, now, listen, people, we have a hard, hard time with not bootstrapping, right? We love taking money out of our pocket. Oh, I got extra income. So I'm just going to use all my money. And then you broke. And then the business still ain't doing what it needs to do. And then what? So I love this idea. Uh, sort of pre-fund. So now um Dr. Leticia, it doesn't have to be a nonprofit. I can do any business, right? Like I want to um do some emotional mastery cups. So I could yes. crowd fund and create my cups and then sell mm-hmm. those and then now before
3: you start. Yeah, before you start putting back. So you have your, your four or five different styles and what you do is you sell them for about 30 or 60 days. And you tell the people you're gonna order your cup now, but you're not gonna get it for another 90 days because I gotta get all the money together and then we're gonna make them and ship them out all together. So they're not gonna get them as soon as they order them. They understand that upfront. So you're gonna have to wait to get the first cups. But after that, you'll have some extra cups on the shelf. You'll have the money from that to put back into more cups. And you didn't have to take money out of your pocket to do it. It does two things. Number one, it proves that your tribe wants cups. Now, what if your tribe doesn't want coffee cups and they want those whiskey shot cups? Wouldn't you like to know that before you made 500 cups?
0: Yes. Yeah. So
3: if only two people order cups, you can go, hmm, okay. Only two people ordered cups. What kind of cups would you like? And all the people write in and say, well, you know, we drink whiskey. I'm not saying that people drink whiskey. I'm just <laughs> making this up. <laughs> we drink whiskey and we want those shot glass cups. Oh, okay. I'm going to make shot glass cups. And now all of the shot glass cups with the wisdom on there, they sell like hot case because that's what your tribe wants. And you're not just doing stuff because you saw Cindy Sue over there doing it. Or Mary doing it or Kathy doing, oh, she's over here. Kathy doing <laughs> it. Um, you just you wanna, you know, you wanna do it because it works for your people. You're not copycatting. You got the money up front, you're doing leverage, you're putting a little bit of money in to get a lot of money out, and you don't have to take it out of your bank to do it. Absolutely. That doesn't
0: have to be nonprofit, for profit, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Wow. Well, okay. So there's a couple people out there. Polly Williams says crowdfunding. Yeah, it's it actually is sounding really awesome. David Witherspoon says whiskey oh, shot. You. So listen, check this out. How about if I do my emotional mastery um, things and I do them in shot whiskey shot glasses? So I say the essence of emotional mastery as you are taking your whiskey shot. <laughs> It's really helping you with your emotional management and your emotional relief, right? That's awesome. So Roz and Murray, I'm going to come to you ladies now because those were some, I hope you guys out there are taking notes because honestly, um, Dr. Letitia just gave you some wonderful nuggets out there about what you can do um with your business and David says uh Dr. Wright that's tight so (laughs) he loves your conversation look at you got the rhymes and everything David so Roz let's come to you what do you what have you done to fund your passion what other thoughts and ideas would you like to share?
1: Well also too I was thinking about sponsors oh yeah so far as funding um particularly in healthcare you have those people that supply gloves that supply powder lotion the wash, the bed chucks, the <laughs> diapers, the pull-ups, um, you know, all of this stuff, you know, the, even, even the little containers where they put the pill, the, the, uh, uh, the pill boxes, you'll be surprised how these people will fund you and not only fund you, but sometimes will send you supplies. You know, I have asked them to fund me and they said, well, you know, we're out of our farm. <coughs> However, we will send you Two cases of gloves. Well, thank you, Jesus, because gloves, for me, is crucial. Right. Um, Hand sanitizer is big for my ladies. I make sure that everybody has hand sanitizer. So sponsors are huge. Uh, I mean, so far as for me. Now, I don't have the nonprofit Mm -hmm. piece, but I'm working on it. I, Matter of fact, I just talked to a lady about helping me open up my nonprofit, (laughs) because what I would like to do is is to be able to give care to those who can't afford care. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, uh, <coughs> that's, that's what my goal is to do that. But the thing is sponsorship is huge. Um, people to volunteer, volunteers are good also too. And so I have used volunteers, people from families, you know, so far as helping with the caregiving mm-hmm. so, you know, volunteers
0: and sponsors, have been huge for me (coughs) out there. No, that's awesome. I think both of those are really, really great as you're talking about funding your passion and getting your passion up off the ground and and taking as little out of your own pocket as possible so that you are getting external resources and avenues to help you fund. Uh, Marae, what about you? What ideas um, do you have for funding?
2: I mean, there there are a few ideas, but I think at the end, at the end of the day, it's about people trusting you, that you, you know, you, you find your passion, yes, I mean, you know what you're capable of doing, but then you have to build the trust for people to help you and to participate when, when you go and ask them. So there's sponsorship as well. I think we, that you can, you know, we talked about the sponsorship, partnership as well, so find people who actually share this passion and then you can do something together, uh, especially if you don't have a lot of options in terms of getting funding from big organizations or uh, any other options, so that's, that's another way of, uh, of, of doing it, kind of collaborating with other people and then come together to, to work on a certain projects around your passion. And there's a, I mean, there are a lot of new um, new tools, new way as well uh, in fintech. Uh, you have things like Bitcoin and all, and then you're looking at uh, blockchain and uh, all those, you know, new avenues that you can, uh, can go to instead of going to a bank or going to ask to another or a big organization. We're actually going to ask you I mean, a lot of paper, a lot of credential, or anything. So, uh, I mean, those are the we talked about crowdfunding as well, which right. is uh, something okay. that a lot of people go through. I mean, there's social media as well. You go, you have go funding for certain, you know, uh, uh, for certain projects, especially mm-hmm. project humanitarian and all uh, everything around around. Uh, this area. So, I mean, there, there are a few options to, to to look at, but I think the, the fundamental thing is that you need to build yourself as an authority. People have to trust that, yes, it's your partner <coughs> to deliver and get results and help people. I um, love that. Option, yeah.
0: I love that. Because that trust aspect, I think, is um, is really important. And you know, for the trust aspect of it, when you are selling, everything that you do is about sales, right? You are always, always selling yourself. So at the end of the day, if you have a deep purpose or a passion, however, you are not able to sell it, that becomes a problem. That becomes a challenge. You have absolutely got to be able to sell that vision um, to others. You've got to be able to get them to connect with you, to buy into what it is. Otherwise, they're going to think, well, it's great that you're really excited about it. I'm, excited <laughs> about it, and I'm not giving any of my money because I have no idea what you're doing and, or anything else. Right. And so you are always a salesperson. In fact, I sent um, a message the other day that says that I don't care what business you think you're in, oh, here I found it. I'm gonna read this to you guys. I have always said that everyone is in sales. <clears throat> Maybe you don't hold the title of a salesperson, but if the business you are in requires you to deal with people, you, my friend, are in sales. And that was Z- Ziglar. It is all about being able to establish trust, be the authority. So there's a couple things. If you guys out there haven't shared the video yet, Please share it. Don't forget to like the video as well. Polly says um, sponsorships, volunteers, healthcare uh, partnerships, collaboration. Absolutely. And then the other thing that I want to add is as you think about building your passion, find another business that your passion is complementary with, not competitive with and see if you can align with them. See if you guys can do some things together. Sometimes someone else already has the train going and you can sort of hop on, right? It's going to pull into the port. You're just going to hop on and take the ride with them because you are adding. Your service might add value to their, uh, their customers or their participants. So you absolutely um, want to be able to do that. Uh, I love that you mentioned blockchain because there is a whole new world out there happening with cryptocurrencies and blockchains. And in fact, I probably need to get a crypto expert to come on with us, and we probably need to do a whole show just on alternative currencies because we are living in a bubble, people. There is more out there than the United States dollar, and uh, and a lot of these other currencies have a lot of value and power. And the world is shifting. Don't get left behind. If you knew. Um, years ago that Amazon was going to be where it was today, would you have invested years ago? Of course you would. Don't miss the chain with blockchain and cryptocurrencies because that's where we are. So I'm going to just stop right there because I can go on all day about that. So <laughs> Polly says out there, she says, be able to sell my vision to others, my passion, my purpose. Everyone is in sales if you deal with people. Absolutely, Polly. I don't care what business you think you're in. The lady that I happened to be speaking to was a dentist i said you are not in the dentistry business you are in the relationship business you are in the sales business we have to reshape our thinking right david says dr Wright, can i can i crowdfund a coach okay so dr right <laughs> well
3: <laughs> we okay so if you All want right, to,
0: david, crowd- I, 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 you use that money for me okay send him my okay
3: <laughs> so this is how you crowdfund your your next coach right here so um, you can you can crowdfund Oh, let me make sure I have this down because I need all the help I can get, right? Yeah. Um, you can crowdfund and coach. You can crowdfund what you need. Now, the challenge is that, and I, I don't really do a lot of personal crowdfunding. That's a personal need. That's a personal need. When you crowdfund for business, you are giving people value for value. When I crowdfund for my business, when I crowdfund these mugs, they're giving me money and I'm giving them a mug. When you're telling people I need money so that I can get a coach, you have to think about what you're giving people for giving the money. Right. That's what happens. That's what goes wrong in crowdfunding. Everybody's excited about getting the money for themselves, but they never think about what am I giving the person who's giving me the money? So you've got to put yourself in that person's shoes. Why would they give you money to get a coach? Yeah. So yeah. if you so David, can, what's
0: in it for them? <laughs>
3: what's in it for them? So if you can, like she said, everybody's in sales. If you can explain what's in it for them, you can crowdfund a coach. If so, you can't
0: explain what's in it for them, then you won't yeah, be able yeah. to do it. So, so latisha, I, let me ask it. Let me ask you this. Because yes. so, David, here's what I would recommend, and Dr. latisha can tell me if I'm off base with this. I would say if you have a business you crowdfund something for the business. Let's say you're gonna sell these mugs, these mugs cost you $5 to make, but you're gonna sell them for 20. Now, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take the profits from that and you're gonna get a business coach who's gonna help you with personal and business development and that is the money that you're using. But in the meantime, you have given people something, but does that make sense, Dr. Letitia? That makes perfect sense. That's a perfect example. That's a perfect example.
3: But a lot of people are going into it and like, I need this, give me money. And there are people out there teaching, oh, crowdfunding, people will pay your rent. Just tell them you need money and they're gonna pay your rent. I'm just gonna tell you, I've been (laughs) doing this for seven years, okay? Seven years, I've been around the world teaching this. And most of, you know, there are a few people here and there who can make money off of something like that, but not very many. I have, you know, people say uh, when Prince died, one lady contacted me because she needed to raise money because she was going to go to Prince's funeral. Prince's spiritual beliefs did not include that he was going to have a funeral. Mm. But she was determined she needed money to go to his funeral. So I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> the one lady contacted me. She wanted to raise $35 million so her dad could start over in life. I was like, $35 million, Dr. Wright can start over in life. I might not even be Dr. Wright anymore. I might be somebody else. So, you know, you you got to think and be practical and think about it. It can absolutely happen. But she just gave you a great plan. Take something yeah. from your business and give it to people to raise money for what you're doing, for something very specific. Absolutely. And so when you tell them why, like I said, when I raise money, Yes, it's going to be an overpriced thing. It's going to be, you know, a coffee mug that you you said $35, way too much for a coffee mug. But it's going to be for my baby bosses. It's going to be so I can take them on tours, so I can run the program. I feed the kids every single class. We call it second lunch. These are at-risk kids. I don't know if they had lunch earlier. Right. They get to school at 2.30. I don't know if they ate. I don't know if they ate breakfast. I don't know if they're going to eat when they leave. Mm -hmm. A lot of the kids take extra food home for their sister or for who I allow them to take it for whoever
0: they want to take it for. I don't know what's going on. I make sure they have food. So all that takes money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really great point. So we're going to start our closing round now. And uh, as we go around, I would like for you ladies to share on either of these, Um, you know, Polly says practical thinking out there. Absolutely. I think that that is what Helps us be successful, right? We can make things as complex, you know. Uh, to no end. I, and listen, I am like the queen of complex. I can develop something. It's like, listen, girl. girl Rebecca, listen, I had a coach one time, and I was developing the whole plan. She said, Rhonda, what's your plan?" So I was there. I had my head down. I was like, mm. and I. Go, right? She at the end, and she we had to go around and share our plans. I started sharing my plan. She said, "Girl, you're making me tired." <laughs> You were overthinking. You were overthinking, girl. You is working way too hard. Let me make it simple (laughs) for you, so I can be the queen of complexity. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm learning. You guys are learning. We're all learning to make things simple, so that it can be more practical. So let us start our closing round, and you can touch base on your passion, like how you how people find their passion. Or how they fund their passion. Either one, whichever speaks to you right now. So, Roz, um, let's start to you uh, with you uh, as you go through your closing remarks. What do you want to share with people about their passion?
1: What I want to share with people about their passion is don't be surprised if it's not what you had planned for mm-hmm. your life. Right. You can have one plan and I had all my stuff on 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 a piece of paper because my grandmother made us say, you know, like the Bible said, put it on the paper. You know, write the vision, make it plain, sugar, and all of that, right? Mm So I was obedient, you know, because if you don't follow instructions, it leads to destruction. So I didn't want to get beat down by my grandmother because I didn't have a plan. I had the plan, but however, all plans can be altered. Mm -hmm can be altered. And like I said before earlier, it only took that one woman that stepped into my life that changed my whole world. Right. And sometimes when you think that you're on the right route and it's not, you you need to look into that. Just like we said earlier, look into different avenues. And if you're working in a place where you're miserable, where you go every day, if you work that hard from somewhere you don't like, why not work that hard for something that you do like?
3: Mm,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, so so I tell people that all the time. If you're working that hard and you're miserable, find something that you like and, and, and do it. And now I love the freedom that I have. I love the opportunities that I have because I am not constrained to a box.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not pushing someone else's vision. It was a reason for me to push that vision to learn what not to do and they were investing in me. That's how I look at it. But now it's time for me to take that investment and cash in on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. I'm cashing in on it and I'm helping others. I'm helping others see that, you know, it's caregiving for you. If it's not caregiving, then maybe it's, you know, transportation in caregiving, but there's a lot of things in caregiving. Then one last thing I want to talk about when we said that there were other places where you could find um, monies, I go to wedding bridal the shows mm-hmm. because you want to know why? A lot of times they need their grandparents to come to the wedding and no one to take oh, care of them.
3: Interesting. That is so good. That so, is really good.
1: So there are opportunities out there. Football games. A lot of times the loved ones want to come to the football games and that's a tailgate party, but they can't get the wheelchairs and all of that in. Right. We sit for people wow. at tailgate parties. Wow. That's amazing. Look you gotta you. think out of the box. Don't box yourself in. Okay, I can only make tea. Well, who else drinks tea? A lot of people drink tea, but tea is also used sometimes for to help people heal. Right. You know, it's also it has healing in it. So I just wanted to say uh, you know, I know I know I'm saying a lot, but it, it all that was coming on me as we were talking today. Yeah. If work that hard for somebody else. Why not work this hard for yourself and
0: enjoy it? Absolutely. We're always working hard. The question is, are you working hard for your own dreams, goals, and visions? Or are you working hard for somebody else to make theirs come true? That is Yeah, and stop overthinking. Sometimes it's
1: so simple. And just like Rhonda said, you know, I'm sitting down writing a whole dissertation (laughs) on a description, and the people ask for 50 words, and I, you know, and I have
0: two (laughs) chapters at 5,000 words. They didn't ask for that. And nor do they need it, nor do they want it, and they won't accept it. So you just wasted a whole bunch of time. <laughs> listen, listen, because so I invite people to be on the show, and I'm like, please submit 150 word bio. Listen, I ain't got three hours to read your bio. Please submit 150 words or less. I know you're wonderful and beautiful and awesome. I bless you, but please, 150 words of love. (laughs) Um, Marae, let's come to you. How do you? Your closing comments on um, either finding or funding your passion.
2: I mean, finding your passion is is not always a stretch. For I mean, a straight line. And uh, what I want to say is that it comes down to you. So take time to know you. Take time to analyze. You know what you go through and what the response is around you to, to be able to know who you are and define your purpose. <coughs> that's that's where you're going to be able to find, you know, to know what you're passionate about. So it's, it's very important to do this internal work yep. and yeah. also have the feedback around you because the feedback is also very important. I, I've talked about it before. And then it gives you an idea of uh, what you really want to do and what you will do, I mean, day and night. And, you know, and and sometimes, you know, life happens. you know, you can be passionate about something at a certain point, and then you, you get a shift because of a certain situation, a certain event. Like I was really, you know, I was mentioning those two people today and then it actually gives you another you go to another dimension and you you start to do something different yeah. so we have to be very open we have to be very flexible and not stay in the box like uh, like rose was saying because we need this flexibility to really realize that we're not limited at all so we're going to be passionate about something at some point and then some new events are gonna happen especially for us women i mean at the first step we want to to have children we're passionate about our children we live our children life and then when they're gone we have to find something else another passion for us so it's we have to have you know to know that that it's not a static thing it's very dynamic Mm -hmm. and when it comes to uh, funding Uh, it's about value. It's about the value that you're going to bring to anybody that you're going to ask money to because money is is just the tool to actually appreciate the value that you're bringing into somebody or into an organization. So we have to focus on the value and then approach people, telling them the value that we're going to bring into their life or into their project or into anything that uh, we're asking for. So that's uh, in my, closing, uh, my
0: closing remark. Well, I love that because, listen people, this is really, really simple, right? If you're not bringing no value, then you ain't got no money. Right? Exactly. If you're not bringing no value, then you're not getting any money because that's really mm. what it's about. People talk about basketball players and the money that they make. And they say, oh my gosh, all they do is play basketball. They are entertaining millions and millions of people. That's value. You It may not be value to you or whatever, but there's a lot of people paying a lot of money. I'm going to a, a, a football game tomorrow. That ticket costs hundreds of dollars. Those people make millions of dollars. It's value. Right? And so whatever it is your purpose and your passion is, you've got to be able to demonstrate the value in order to do that yeah. so, Um, Dr. Letitia will come to you for your closing comments.
3: I just want to say, um, find your passion, but do take time to fund it because working on an underfunded passion will burn the passion out of you. Mm -hmm. It'll make it a treacherous walk. It'll make you full of stress. It'll make you not want to do it anymore. And it'll just make it hard. And it's, it's not worth it, that thing that you're supposed to do, you're gonna to have to answer to God for that because if he gave you that passion and you get to heaven and you haven't done it, that's gonna be on you. So you take funding that passion very, very seriously and do the things you're supposed to do
0: to fund it. It'll make it pleasurable for you and make things work a lot better absolutely well thank you for those closing comments i think for me just to wrap up you guys have really said it all and i think that as you um go through the uh, process of identifying your passion (coughs) and purpose um, being real with that being honest with yourself about what that is because sometimes it can be a little bit scary you Mm -hmm. may be on the path going right and you figure out your passion is going left and you're like oh my goodness how do i go from right to left So that can be a little bit scary, but lean into it, own it, be true to yourself and don't try to eat the whole elephant. Just figure out little bitty bites that you can begin to take to make your transition, to make your movement. And so as you do that, then you're gonna be able to share that vision and that passion with others. You're gonna build trust, establish value, and you're gonna be flexible in it, right? You're gonna sort of be like water, go with the flow. Don't be too rigid and what you think you're going to do, what you think your path is, because they say, you know what they say about the best laid plans, right? <laughs> yeah, stuff happens. And so then, and then finally, one of my core values, and I bring this up because I think you touched on it, Ross or uh, Marae, being limitless. One of my core values is limitless. The only limits on my life is the, are those that I place there. And mm-hmm. so if I don't place the limits there, then they don't exist, which means That gives me plenty of upside, gives me Mm -hmm. lots of opportunity and lots of ability to just know that I can continue to strive to reach my potential. So I want to thank those out there. If you guys haven't shared the video, please do that. Tag a few folks. Polly's been out there rocking with us the whole time. She said, find passion and find funding. So, and then (laughs) David's out there. David is actually on an Amtrak and David said, turn your passion into profit. So thank you so much for watching. Um, we mm-hmm. really appreciate all of you. For everyone out there, we're back here every week at the same time doing the same thing. I want to thank my amazing panel for today, as always. Roz, Murray Dr. Leticia, you guys are awesome. Don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. Um, all my panelists are for a minute. For everyone else, we're going to sign off. And we will see you next week, same time, same station. And we definitely want to know out there What's in Enjoy. your cup, right? Enjoy watching yes. your Bye. Metaphorically, as well as literally, right? What's in your cup? We need a picture. We need a picture. We're going to do in just a second. You guys stay tuned. We're going to go into the other. We're going to go into the green room. Our you guys have a fantastic Bye. Saturday. Bye, everyone.